Welcome to the Dentistries for Kids podcast. We're Angelina and Cameron, and we love candy. Do you all love candy? We've learned how to enjoy all the candy we want without getting cavities or getting in trouble with our dentist. Want to learn our magic? Join us to discover how to enjoy sweets and have nice, bright, clean, shiny white teeth. Let's go. Welcome to the Dentistry for Kids podcast. This is Angelina, and today we have a guest speaker, Dr. Alice Chen. Thank you so much for coming up with us, Dr. Alice. How are you feeling today? Great. Thank you for having me, Angelina. Thank you for doing this after a busy day at school. I'm happy to be here and share all kinds of fun information with you and all the kids who could be listening. Thank you so much, Dr. Alice. All you. So you're a pediatric dentist. So... I mean, what is a pediatric dentist? Okay. So after we go through high school, we go to college, and then um, those of us who want to become dentists in the United States, we go to a three- or four-year dental school. At the end of dental school, most students and most graduates become general dentists. So they are just regular dentists who do everything and then there are certain specialties like orthodontists do braces, endodontists do root canals. You have periodontists who cut open people's gums. It's pretty bloody and scary. And then there are people like me who enjoy working with kids. We like having, uh, we like building confidence in kids' lives, teaching them how to have healthier mouth, be more healthy, look better. And we go through an extra two years of training to become pediatric dentists. Ooh, oh mm-hmm. that's so interesting. So I guess what would be like in those two years of training, what's the difference between you just... So learn- basically, we just see kids all the time. So we only see kids, we do fillings, we pull teeth, we do crowns for baby teeth, uh, we do a lot of protective sealants, and a big part of what we do is education. So educating kids and their families about how to t- properly take care of their teeth, how to work on their diet so we can have the healthiest teeth possible. And in a lot of cases, we also work with special needs people. So those adults and children who may have developmental disabilities, who may have really, really scary medical diseases, we learn how to take care of them too. Ooh, that's great. I know you mentioned something about healthy diets. So mm-hmm. what should these kids be taking away from it? Well, that is really, really important. I'm glad you asked that question, Angelina. So a lot of people, they think, oh gosh, when I get a cavity, it must be because I'm not brushing, I'm not flossing. But for kids, it actually has really very little to do with that. Most of what would cause cavities is actually our diet. So from a young age, um, it's really important to drink low sugar beverages. Water would be the best. If you're going to go for soda, juice, chocolate milk, even Gatorade, it should be a very, very small part of your daily beverage intake. It should be limited to special occasions. And um, as far as the sugary foods that we eat, to be realistic, most people love sugar, especially kids. 
I'm sure even someone like you, Angelina, you probably had more candy than usual, um, let alone kids who are younger than you. So um, as far as sweets, uh, not all sweets are created equal. So the worst things for your teeth are items that are sticky and items that are acidic. So gummy fruit snacks, Jolly Rancher, Starburst, Twizzlers, those are all terrible, terrible things. You can have it for Halloween, Easter, Valentine's, Christmas, but you shouldn't have those things at home. Oh, so for what I'm hearing, Dr. Alice, so you can have those candies on occasion, just not regularly? Yes. So when I see families, I actually tell mom and dads to just never buy any candy at home. If kids are getting candy, it should be from a special holiday, like a birthday party um, or some kind of special occasion. On a daily or weekly basis, if we want to have some sugary things, this is going to sound really, really funny and kind of weird, but it's actually better to go for ice cream, cookies, desserts, and pastries rather than candy. Anything but candy. Oh, anything but candy. Anything but candy. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you so much. That's so... This is like my actually my first time learning about that. It's so interesting. Yeah, so, so I mean... Think about it. You, if you are, if you are, let's say, a ten-year-old. Okay, so picture yourself when you were in fourth grade, right? Okay. So let's say, you know, you come home from school, you want to have something sugary, right? I can give you maybe three, two or three big chocolate cookies. After you have those cookies, you're pretty full, right?、Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's only a limited amount of sugar in those cookies. Okay, I can give you a full bag of Skittles. After you eat those Skittles, that's already double the amount of sugar compared to two or three cookies. Then、mm-hmm. after you eat those Skittles, because Skittles don't make you full, right? It's just sugar, pure sugar. You can have another bag of Skittles and even a third bag of Skittles. Now the sugar content is, you know.、Um, Astronomical compared to just two or three cookies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it makes a huge difference. And then again, think about the stickiness and the acidity that's associated with all the Skittles that you just ate. Oh my! So like, let's just say you accidentally eat like three bags of Skittles. Is there anything <gasps> we should? That do? is not an accident, Angelina. Nice try, <laughs> but that is never an accident. <laughs> oh, let's say we accidentally did that. So, what can we do after it to minimize the effects? You can brush your teeth. You can floss. You can use your fluoride mouthwash.、Mm-hmm. But it really doesn't matter if it only happens every once in a while. It really doesn't. Okay. You want to make sure that for the next week or two, just completely stay away from candy and Skittles. Period. <laughs> and don't let that accident happen. But nice try. <laughs> Thank you. So I guess like I would. Age? Do you think kids should start seeing a pediatric dentist? So the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry, we actually recommend all kids to be seen no later than the age of one. One. I know it sounds really, really early. Unfortunately, we do see some babies who come in at year and a half to two who already have more cavities than you can even imagine. So when kids come in at one, of course, you know they're too young for us to do X-rays or a professional cleaning. 
but we start by doing a really good comprehensive oral exam. Number one, we look for cavities. We look for the number of teeth that they have, the pattern of how the teeth are coming in, how the gums are developing, any kind of abnormalities. But most importantly, we talk about all the preventative measures that you and I have already talked about a little bit. When should we start brushing? What should we do with baby bottles? What do we do with pacifiers? And most importantly, what kind of dietary items we can go for or avoid in the next few years to make sure that we have healthy teeth. So the educational tools are very, very important from a young age. Oh, thank you so much. I didn't know babies could be like having cavities already at that young. Unfortunately, they do. So when they have lots of cavities at that age, obviously they're not going to sit still for us to put fillings on in their teeth, right? So frequently for these little babies who have just really, really decayed mouth, we actually have to put them under general anesthesia, kind of like surgery in the hospital and do our dentistry that way. It's not ideal, but in some cases, unfortunately, if we don't treat these teeth, these teeth can actually develop infections affecting the overall health for these young children. So it's very, very important. And, you know, you, you brought up a good point that it seems really, really young. And also a lot of people think that when they see something small in their children's mouth, they think, you know what, I'm just going to wait. Maybe it's nothing. But I try to tell people that cavities and teeth, the longer you wait, the more extensive and the more expensive the treatment becomes. If you come to me and there's a little problem, it's usually very, very easy to take care of and not very costly either. But if you wait and let the problem fester, um, then we're dealing with pain, swelling, infections, big cavities, and sometimes the treatment costs you know, starts costing quite a bit too. Ooh, so Dr. Alice, so how do we know we have a cavity and when to go in to see you? You don't. So that's the honest truth. So the best thing to do is just going in to see the dentist every six months. That's what we recommend twice a year. And in between the six months checkups, if you ever notice any kind of weird sensation, any discoloration, any time when the shape of your teeth seems to feel a little bit different, you have sensitivity, definitely contact your pediatric dentist. Um, take a picture, email, or text it to your dental office. Most pediatric dentists will be happy to take a look and see patients in between the six months appointments too. That's what we're here for. Oh, okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Alice. So I guess we're closing up now. What are the top things do you think parents and kids should know for their oral health? I would say, and this is kind of a repeat of what we have already talked about, mm -hmm. um, start going to the dentist early and go regularly. Okay, that's number one. Number two, definitely, definitely try to avoid candy as much as possible. Again, it should only be consumed for special occasions. We should never stock candy at home. And we definitely don't want to pack fruit snacks daily with school lunch. That's a huge problem. And number three, um, for all the kids that I see above age four, I actually recommend them to use a fluoride mouthwash. 
as early as they understand how to spit and not swallow the toothpaste and the mouthwash. And it's, um, fluoride is a very, very effective tool for strengthening the enamel, which is a superficial layer of our teeth. It makes our teeth stronger, harder, less prone to decay, and it works very, very well. Ooh. So those are, I think, the three top things. Thank you so much, Dr. Alice. So I guess I um, want to clarify it for the kids. So while for your brushing routine, do you recommend two times a day? Two times a day at least. And then anytime during the day, um, if you feel like your mouth feels a little bit yucky, you can definitely do an additional time of brushing. So kids that have braces, sometimes things get stuck in there. I definitely recommend students to bring an extra set of toothbrush into their school backpacks and maybe brush after lunch too. But for most people, two times a day is sufficient. Two times a day. So they mm -hmm. would just brush floss and then use the fluoride mouthwash yeah mouthwash um in the morning it's optional definitely mouthwash at night um after you do the mouthwash try to not eat or drink anything so when we go to bed there's a little bit of extra fluoride sticking onto the teeth all night mm -hmm. thank you so much dr alice you're the you're best welcome. thank you angelina so before we wrap things up is there anything else you would like to tell the audience just um, hope everyone had a great Halloween and had a lot of candy. Halloween, it's been two weeks already. So parents, it's time to throw away all the candy and get that mouthwash out so we can start repairing the enamel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Alice. Thank, Thank you, Angelina. It was nice talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Dentistry for Kids podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with a family member or friend. Make sure to like and subscribe to our channel too. Help us complete our mission to see bright smiles from all around the world. Thank you.